back. Hey, that was consistent. Well, you did move. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> like, and when it wasn't like you moved like down the street because some people use the excuse like, "Oh man, I moved, so I couldn't do something for like the last week." Like you moved states, and it wasn't like small states either. It wasn't like, "Ooh, I moved from Rhode Island to Boston." Like you moved a large, like gotta give yourself a break. California is a big ass state. Yeah, especially in a car. <laughs> like, let me, tell you, <laughs> let me tell you about moving. <laughs> don't don't buy things. Never never own anything. Fun fact: because of you, I'm selling all my stuff. <laughs> Dude, tell me about it. The first time I moved from Boston to Seattle, I sold pretty much. I kept all my games, but I sold all my hardware, and I got rid of all my N64 shit because, yeah, N64's trash system made a shit ton of money, but it was just, you know, the, uh, I mean, I still have a shit, shit ton of stuff over in my, uh, storage, aka my mother's house. I but, set uh, a box of <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, but, like, just having all the, even with all that stuff I sold I still have like fucking five six boxes over there full of shit and um, before selling that that was like double that so I can only imagine moving all that shit I looked at my stuff I said I don't love any of you and I've converted 90% of you to digital at this point especially with the NES mini and the Super Nintendo mini uh, For all and... you nerds out there who just cry piracy whenever somebody plays a PlayStation 1 game on an emulator, you don't need a fucking PS1 disc. You do not need to own that. <laughs> There's no reason to. So Not at all anymore. Don't trick yourself. Don't, don't work for these corpos, kids. Hey, <laughs> for any of you guys out there with disposable income in plenty of space and have a nice way of organizing it and you're going to play it once in a while... Go for it. But if you're just hoarding it and eventually it's going to fall on you and you're not going to use it, just play with your stuff. That's all I'm saying. What's the point of getting all these cool stuff if you're not going to enjoy it? Like, maybe if you do like looking at it or you have like a sweet case with some LEDs and stuff like that. But if you're just like, you have to keep it in pristine condition. It's like, then why are you going to buy it? Like, in your childhood when you were seven years old, did you think you were just like keeping that G.I. Joe in pristine condition? There might be people out there getting mad at me because saying like, yeah. I did, Brett. <laughs> uh, the funny thing is, uh, we just passed the date of the original shutdown of the PlayStation 3 store. Oh, no. Games lost forever. No, they canceled the whole cancel thing because people were rightfully upset. But the PS3 yeah. store is a excellent place to actually legally buy a bunch of these uh, rare PS1 games. And they're only like six bucks. Very cheap. You can pull them right off for PS3, take the ISO straight out of them, run them on whatever you want, burn them if you wanted to. <laughs> They're great versions of those games. I have Dakotan 2. You can get that for 6 $7. That's still like a fucking $40 game these days. But Tom, I need to pay $80 to some guy who's going to try to outbid me either on eBay or my local comic book store. Nanny. <laughs> I walked into a local store who helped me get rid of my stuff. I'm not going to throw them under the table just because it's mean. But I saw a copy of, I think it was Pokemon Green, the Leaf Edition for the uh, Game Boy Advance. It's going for $100 right now, and that Pokemon boggled my mind exploded. a little bit. 
The only Always that, do. The only ones that don't cost any money are the X and Y generation because everybody hates that generation for whatever reason. So those are the ones you'll see like 20 bucks for a mega pristine copy, but it's fucking soul silver. That goes to $80 plus. It's crazy. I was a tiny bit taken back. I was like, okay, it's gonna, like, I know Pokemon games. I'm not that, like, far separated from the game, second game market. The be like, I know Pokemon games hold their, their price, but I was just like, damn. Like, I go when I went to PAX East to try to buy a copy of Sukuna, and they're like, yeah, $85. And I'm like, I doubt this was real because if you're at PAX, they're charging $600 for it. <laughs> $8,500. Oh, man, this, uh, the game stores around here are ridiculous. They want like $300 for medium rarity PS1 game. Trying to criticize because the whole market like, is slow. Yeah. <laughs> that is it's at that, Ogre. No, no, it's Ogre Battle. That's like oh, flea market okay. like prices when someone's just like, I got this copy of Ogre Battle. It's like, ah. Uh... <laughs> uh, I got a, uh, a few systems come in. I say a few, but I got a lot of things come in. And I need a, I need a media to play on and see if they work so i went to go i went to the local game store in my city and I, <laughs> I i'm looking for a saturn game and a pc engine game not the rarest things in the world i also have a pcfx nobody's gonna have that so i'm not even gonna ask but <laughs> those other two pretty common things to find especially when i was in seattle you can go to yeah. uh, pink gorilla they have both those things no problem i walked in and i say hey do you sell any import games here and he says what's an import game Ooh. And I said, games that are from Japan. And he said, <laughs> I won't even know the difference. Like, one's in English and one will not be in English. <laughs> it's a pretty distinguishable Whoa. difference. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, uh, oh, that's too good. Yeah, I saw someone are. up here on, um, they were trying to sell a modded Wii. And their whole big selling point was, it's got 300 games on it. And... Always it comes with a bunch of accessories and like nine physical games and there are like Cabela's Market and like uh what well, was like what's the other stupid one? The circus games and it came with like the cheap Sam's Club shotgun in the tennis racket. He's like, Man, I'll sell it to you guys for the splitting deal of three hundred dollars and it's just like I'm just thinking about taking it down just because like I'm just having so much fun with it. I'm like, sure you are, but I'm like, we don't need your life story about how you're trying to upsell us on your Modded to weeb, like, oh man, so exquisite. This, <laughs> yeah, okay, is, <laughs> just... this is the Wii, the original Wii. The original Wii, this isn't a Wii U, dude. This is the original Wii. Oh boy. $300. Thinking about taking yeah. it off, man, just because of how much fun I have with it, probably in my trailer. That's a big market <laughs> right there. That's when you go see those like shitty Chinese Android systems, like the, the ones that look like a overblown Apple TV. And they want like eighty dollars for one that has like every Super Nintendo game on it. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I can download a raw file too, buddy. All right, guys. It's like the guys at the uh, flea markets who's just like, fine, fine. I'll give you a deal take because you guys look like you're cool guys and very honest about and cool with Jesus and stuff. Two hundred. <laughs> it's just like no. Well, the funny thing is, like they must they must work occasionally, otherwise they wouldn't be doing uh, it. Oh no, it's like I. I love Carney stuff in 2021. I completely respect it, but it's just like, all right, you guys look like real gamers over here, right? So, uh, throw in a copy of, uh, Metroid and Solid Snake and a GameCube controller for 275. What do you say? 
throwing in a copy of Salt <laughs> Done. <laughs> nice. All right. Was that a cold open, or is this just the episode now? I think that might just be the episode. We're talking about our 10 favorite carnies here today. Uh, carny gimmicks. Um, the small okay, basketball think, hoops. I think we're uh, 10 minutes into this already, but I yeah, might as well throw up an intro. This is... Uh, I'm stealing over your duties as host right now. Hope Take you're them. not uh, not, a, not offended. All right, it is not offended. What are we doing tonight? Yeah, this is the third episode of uh, shit. Even I forgot the name of the show now. <laughs> What's the name of the show? Tiny, di- Tiny Dynamite's Digital Deliberation. <laughs> you think I'd be prepared for such things? Yeah, you know what? I colded that one. I did that right off the top of my head because I knew you might call on me for that one. I'm like, oh, he's going to ask me to test oh. this time because I stumbled over it. It's been like two weeks. Yeah. It's you been forget, two weeks. You forget things. That's I'm, I'm in my 30s. That's like seven years ago. Heat stroke and fucking <laughs> two moves later. They have lizards on the sidewalk here, man. It's crazy. Fucking raining lizards here. Got you walk down brew. the street, it's just there's lizards walking around. Like I'm used to squirrels. Maybe you'll see like a, I don't know, like a, a few bugs or something. This guy's fucking lizards. I had a I had a chonky squirrel in my backyard today. Like he was fucking huge, like house cat size. I uh, love Maine. Is, I fucking love Maine. Maine squirrels. <laughs> I was All like, right. damn, look at the size of that squirrel. <laughs> Kids, this get is... over here. Gotta see the size of this motherfucker. <laughs> This is the third episode of uh, it is. Squirrel Deliberations. Yes. It is July 9th, 2021. It is. All right. So uh, for today, uh, over... When did I move? I, it, you lose time when you're when you're doing this oh, shit. Oh, jeez, about two it weeks was, ago? Before the 4th of July. Ago. Yeah. Yes, but, so it was... So Sunday, two weeks ago, we uh, unfortunately lost one of our best uh, emulator developers he yes sadly took his life and is you know i don't know what to say about it because everything sounds fake but he was a very nice guy i was semi friends with him talked to him online and quite frequently he would be sorely missed he's a great member of the community made the best Super Nintendo emulator we've ever had, the BSNES project, uh, which went to high gain and went, broke off again. He was working on a thing called Ares, which was more or less a uh, a take on... He also created the idea behind LibRetro, which became RetroArch. But he didn't work with that directly. So he, uh, he you know, because I, I don't, I don't want to get into emulation trauma. <laughs> There's a lot of it. Yeah. But uh, more or less, most emulator developers don't really like RetroArch due to what they do to the cores and how they treat the developers of those cores. So he was working on one called Ares, and that was his current project. And he was working on it with another one of my developer friends named uh, Luke, who is the creator of ZXPX Reloaded, which is the Xbox emulator. So, you know, all that is up in the air, crumbling. People are upset, rightfully, tragically all around uh great guy got pretty much bullied into doing this to himself due to this i never even heard of this website but there's this website that's just a forum where they pretty much target people with uh what's the correct term to use here i would just say anyone i would say any person who is vulnerable to any type of online bullying they would take people who were 
uh, maybe depressed, taking people who had anxiety, maybe people who were um, dealing with gender gender identity. They were just general people who would um, trash net type people who would go um, celebrate people's downsides and just really trashy people. Um, and you can go, there's a petition to get their site pulled um, right now because there's two people who are hosting it and it's just... Cloudflare and GoDaddy, I believe. Yeah, so um, there is links out there. I'll try to find that information and post it into the Discord if it's something you're interested in signing to try to make change just to look into it because this shit's got to stop. Um, no one should be bullied or if you're out there in the public eye should really need to worry about people doing their shit. Yeah, so in... Uh, memory, I would say, memorance of Nier. I decided that we should do the top ten, our personal top ten Super Nintendo games. Yeah. Go through a list and talk about what we remember, what we like. Bring on the memory of Nier. I don't have his favorite game was Bahamut Lagoon, which I like, but it's not in my top ten. I didn't want to like you know fake it on there, but I do want to say Bahamut Lagoon. He did a uh, great translation on it that he released not too long ago. So that's just that's regular Lagoon, you, right? No, Lagoon. <laughs> Only I like the game Lagoon. What's it get that Damn. out of the way right now? <laughs> that was on my almost list. <laughs> no, Bahamut Lagoon was a uh, strategy game from Square. It was never released in the English. It was a fan-translated game only. There was an old, uh, I think... Um, Who's that uh, old? Yes. Not DJAP, it was uh, Aeon. Uh, this like three prolific SNES translator groups, and I'm dropping his name, their name all the same. Aeon Genesis? Is that the name of that group? I think they released a uh, the first translation back in like the early 2000s, and that's the version I played. Did they do the Earthbound translation, the uh, Earthbound 3 translation also? The um... uh, No, that was Tomato in the group. I can't remember the name of that team, but uh, yeah, it was mostly Tomato. He also there. did the Mother 1 and 2 Game Boy Advance release translation. Yes, that's the one I was thinking. There was um, their credentials for everything in emulation was just insane. I went down the rabbit hole one day just to see. It was just like, holy shit. So, yeah, well, we have our top 10 list. If, yes. Would you like to kick us off here? Yeah, I like to go 10 to 1 just, just because like oh, yeah, Super Nintendo course. has done that to me as Save a kid. All right, cool. Um, number 10 for me was Super Metroid. And just Never because my my list is, I'm going to say, stacked. And people are going to laugh at me and be like, oh, man. Like, you should... Because the games that are after it, I kind of panicked. And this game came in last. And I ended up kicking one game off. And I can't remember what it was. It doesn't matter. Oh, I kicked off Tetris and Dr. Mario because I had almost written this as like Desert Island and I was like, I'll never be able to play Tetris again. So I was like, nah, man, Super Metroid's taking this place because it's so good. It's just like after playing regular ass Metroid as a kid and you just hear that like Metroid song and like you're going and fight Mother Brain, you're just like, wow, that was a quick game. You're just like, nah, you're going to a new planet with all your weakling. Oh, man. And, like, no spoilers, but, like, Baby Metroid at the end, and it's fucking great shit. You just spoiled it. There's a, there's a Baby Metroid? You learned that in Metroid 2, I think. And you're, like, in the Wait first 30 seconds. 
Are you telling me the Mandalorian is all a big ripoff of Super Metroid? I'm not going to say it, but like, it's there. <sighs> Super Metroid would be perfect if it wasn't for that stupid wall jump with the raccoons. Like, I still stand behind that. I don't think you need to do that. There's like two or three moves. There's the wall jump, the the, the stupid flutter jump thing. And I think there's a third one, isn't there? Yeah, you don't need to do it, but... Yeah, but it's, it's, they control like crap. I, that's my least favorite part of those games. As a kid with OCD, and you're just sitting there, and you can see them going off the wall every time, you're just like, I should be able to do this. And like you make one or two, and then you just never do it again. You just fall all the way down, and you're just like, I'm just going to bullet my... Like, bomb my way up to the top, because that's what I ended up doing. I'm not going to save those birds when I leave this planet. No. Enjoy self-destruct, bitches. <laughs> mm -hmm. You should have found a better way to run. <laughs> what was your number 10? My number 10? Well, you want to say what Super Metroid is? The oh, Super... Action, adventure, planet, crawling... Uh, I guess you'd call it the granddaddy of the Metroidvania. Metroidvania genre, because it's the... Me I'm creatively bankrupt, so my game is a Metroidvania. <laughs> so I need to use hashtag Metroid to get people to play my game. Vania. Because people love Symphony of the Night, which will probably be in our top 10 PSX list at some point. Hashtag our hey, next top 10 list. As an owner of a PSX, I cannot let you call PS1 games PSX games. I am sorry, my the next PS1 list. You want to make the top 10 PSX game list? Spoilers, it's just a PS2 list. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> PS, the PSX is a heavy little motherfucker. I don't know if you've ever yeah. seen one, but I PS2. own one now. <laughs> it's a, it, yeah. it was a special version of the PS2 that was a, also a DVR. It, it oh, was the, geez. It was the creation of the cross-media bar that was in the PSP and the PS3 and a bunch of standalone Sony things. Does it have the hard drive slot? Uh, there's a built-in hard drive. And if it uh. dies, the system is fucking dead because <laughs> it's no. locked and you cannot unlock it. There's no known way to do it. So if that's you're, fantastic. You're, yeah, that's one of those things. I'm sure it's going to come out. Some hacker is going to release the uh, hard drive unlocker and only seven people in the world are going to care. That's going to be an amazing feat because there's a bunch just, of PSXs that are on the on marketplaces. That you, they're, they're just fucking paperweights because you can't do anything with them without the hard drive. It's ridiculous. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. So anyway, yeah, my my number 10 was uh, Fire Emblem 4. It's, uh, the subtitle was Geology. I don't even know how to pronounce this. Genealogy of the Holy War? Yeah, geno uh, Genealogy of the Holy War. Genealogy, okay. It's titled that because of halfway through the game, it advances so many years, and you play as the son of the main character from the first half. So it's a generational thing. But, uh. I need to fire this. Oh, yeah, it's a fantastic game. Uh, it was the last Fire Emblem game that was created by the main creator of the series until he moved off to go make a Tear Ring Saga on the PS1. If you've never played Tear Ring Saga, it is Fire Emblem <laughs> in all but name. It, it was a PS1 game. There was a sequel. I mean, a pseudo-sequel. It was a series, and the second one was on the PS2, which was a little... Uh, I'm not going to say a lot different, but it was pretty different. Anyway, it's... Uh, it was the first Fire Emblem game to add in the the weapon triangle. So, like, the axe beats the lance, the lance beats the sword. 
I might have that backwards, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Oh yeah. Uh, the magic system where fire beats wind and whatever it is. Uh, it had the. Th- it started off the. It was it was dating light. It was kind of a pre-scripted thing, but if you had your characters in battle survive, they would get married, and so when they did the time jump, they would be together. Uh, it had relationships like that. It had uh, the skill sets where um, there were individual skills that characters had. Uh, what else did it do? So cool. It added a bunch of stuff to Fire Emblem because it was more or less. Uh, it was the first real Super Nintendo Fire Emblem. There was one before it, but it was half a remake of the first game from the Nintendo and a second half they added onto it, but it was more or less the same gameplay as that. Is this so, a late generation one? Because it looks like it has the same box as like the ones from... Um, funny like... enough, it was released in 1996, but it was not yeah. the last Fire Emblem released for the Super Nintendo. Huh. The final, the final game was released in 1998, I believe. That was... Um, What's Theatrica seven seven six or that one's called? It was a uh, that game is more or less a side story to this game, where it has the same characters uh, on a like new characters with old characters in a new side story. That one's also very good, but it didn't do too much different from this original one, and it was the better game. So For all yeah. you, uh... oh, sorry. Uh, I mean Fire Emblem. If you're not familiar, was is a. Uh, turn-based strategy game on a 2d grid uh if you've ever played shining force it's similar to that advanced wars things in that nature uh i'm sure you're more familiar with the new (laughs) the newer ones which i'm not the biggest fan of but these old ones uh up until i'd say about the ds games were all pretty great yeah the 3ds games are good minus the whole weeaboo thing I thought the 3DS one, the first one that used the 3DS graphics was pretty cool because, like, it really made the fire come off the screen really neat. And I thought, like, some people, like, some games didn't really know how to utilize the 3D effect. And I was a fan of how Fire Emblem did it just because of, like, it almost felt like a comic book. And I was just like, whoa, there's fire coming at me. You're talking about the 3D effect itself? Yeah. Um, they had the 3DS version and they had, like, that well, first. Know. That first scene, if you turned it on, there was it just like I loved the fire that came off of it in Fire Emblem. I know it's kind of corny, and then like shot the dragon at you. That was really rad. That's just a weird thing to pick out about all, all of Fire Emblem. Like, oh, I really like that fire. That shit was dope. What the fuck are you talking about? You're talking about in the 3DS version. That's why you. Oh, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, it's. I wouldn't say it's my favorite Fire Emblem game. That's probably Seven. That was the first one that was released in the U.S. from the Game Boy Advance, but. Uh, this one is very solid. Great game. Highly recommended. Got some sweet box art. It's got that old school Nintendo, like, I'm going to tear the corner of the box apart because we want to just be like, holy butt Nintendo. I love that shit. I think that might be a fan. Is it a Super Nintendo box art? Yeah. Because it was never released in the USA. Ah, uh, then I'm heartbroken. The Japanese one has that very 90s anime style to it. The manga, how would you call it? There's a very distinct 90s anime manga design style, and it uses that pretty well. Oh, yeah, I see it. That's pretty sick. Okay, uh, what's your number nine? Ken Griffey Jr. presents Major League Baseball. 
Fuck yeah. Um, this is a sports game. Um, I think, honestly, like baseball games kind of went to shit after this game. It's got a home run derby. It's got a full season mode. And like, if you were just to be stuck with one sports game, it either should be this or NHL 93. But dude, this game is so fun. Like field you can be ken griffey jr you can hit home runs it's so fucking fun i used to play that game uh i'd say pretty much daily when i was a kid just doing a round of the home run derby it's so good like you could just go play that then like go like get your homework done watch some power rangers go back and play it again after you got your like dishes done and shit and then like go play something good if you wanted to because you're like got my derby on and now i can go play like I don't know, something further on my list. Funny how two of my favorite sports memories as a kid is doing the home run derby on that game and then doing the create a character mode in uh, Madden 96 on the Super Nintendo. Not actually yeah. playing the football portion, just doing like the obstacle courses for the character creator. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Madden 96. <laughs> create Madden a character mode. It's on the mode. Super Nintendo. It's not even the next gen versions. Make sure you can have your wide receiver running those routes and have John Madden yelling at you as the ball went woo. What was the final Super Nintendo one? Was that 98? I want to say it was 98. Yeah. I never played it. Maybe it has a better mode for creating a character. I go yeah, boot it up. 98. <sighs> what All was right. your number nine? My number so nine was uh, Seiken Densetsu 3. It was also uh, recently remade of... Um, well, there was a remake of it, but they also brought it to the U.S. in its Super Nintendo form in English maybe two years ago called uh, Spirit of Mana. And it, it's the pretty much the follow-up to Spirit uh, oh, Secret yep. of Mana. And uh, I find this game better in every way. I do not like Secret of Mana very much. I think it's a very uh, half-done game. But uh, Sankin Nintendo 3 was uh, one of the best action RPGs on the Super Nintendo has a great cast of characters, a lot of different um, classes to be a bunch of you pick from what is there six six or seven characters something like that each have their own story branches so you can replay it a bunch of times. It has uh, the co-op mode if you can get three people together to play. Uh, great game all around. It's on my list of games to play because I'm with you. I enjoyed Secret of Mana as a kid, but I think I played it because I had like. It was one of those games where you're just like, I've got Super like Mario World and a bunch of other games kicking around in my living room. Um, and it was just like, I guess I'll play it because I've strep throat. Or like, I'd played through a bunch of other games. Like, I enjoyed it, but I, ever since I've heard they actually fixed it, because I heard it wasn't like Secret of Mana, not even a complete game, so chunks of the story don't make sense for certain reasons. And yeah, it's because it, was it a, wasn't like a complete game. It was originally designed to be uh, a release game for that sony playstation nintendo collaboration system the cd-rom one if you remember that <laughs> yep i remember yeah. liking secret of mana but i just like you said it was kind of mediocre not that yeah, one not the one you're talking about the one that regular secret of mana yeah you're talking about secret of mana secret of, I'm mana, talking about secret of mana yeah that was one of those holy grail games where you only heard about it but you can never find it <laughs> Yeah. And by when I actually, I still own a copy of that game. I did find it eventually, and I finally played it. I'm like, this is what everybody was excited about. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, uh... that, that, that one song, when you first uh, start playing, that when you're walking through to the hometown, when you first get the sword, that song is dope as fuck. But <laughs> the rest of the game is very uh, bleh. You realize that kids shouldn't tell adults when they're in trouble because if you do, you're going to get kicked out of the town regardless. Yeah, that happens a lot in the Super Nintendo era, doesn't it? That's all they did. It was like the kid was just like, obviously, I didn't like make this praying mantis monster come out of the ground. They're just like, fuck it, kid, get out. He's like, but I just, all right. Just like, hope you don't die in the vlog. <laughs> I could never get into my village again. <laughs> you assholes, no matter what you do, you can't get your way back in. Those sons of bitches threw me off a goddamn log and they're not in trouble. God, and I thought, like, you guys should be cheering me on. I killed this fucking thing with a rusty sword. Why am I not, like, the town, like, the town chieftain? If I, if I just was just, like, I'm just going to take this rope and peace out. The whole place is dead. But I kill it with a rusty sword and I still get booted? Ah, stupid. Funny thing is, I, uh, I bought the remake, the 3D remake of Spirit of Mana on launch day. And I uh, booted it up once. I was playing it on my laptop because I was flying around that day. I played it for a few hours, but uh, running games on a laptop without power is usually not a preferable way to play video games, so I stopped playing it. Yeah. I went back to it. I should really jump into that game and give it a good run. I'm sure it's fine. I wouldn't imagine being as bad as the <laughs> Secret of Mana remake. No way. No way. Oh, the problem with the Secret of Mana remake is that it was too much like the original version of Secret of Mana where they didn't fix the annoyances, like the janky-ass combat. Agreed. So, like, what was the fucking point? <laughs> and it wasn't anyway. like the original Secret of Mana didn't look good. It's like, for a 16-bit game on what you're doing, it looked fine. It was that like, was no, you guys were supposed to... It's like, fix the combat and the really weird story that obviously there's loopholes. Come on, guys. Not I love the game Legend of Mana. They just, I think, mm -hmm. re-released it as a... Uh, they're calling it a remaster. I have not played it yet. I don't have it. I will get remaster. it when it's not when it's not forty dollars. But uh, oh. I'm really like as as much as I like Legend of Mana. It's one of my favorite games. Uh, the combat is kind of janky at times, so I hope they kind of went in and smooth the edges around a bit. I'm assuming they didn't, but you know, here's hoping. I always hope. Well, I, I mean, I have the secret. I'm uh, sorry, uh, the Saga Frontier remaster they released maybe six months ago. And they actually went in and did some stuff to that game. There's, they added some new uh, storylines, and like when I first saw it, all I was uh, led to believe was it was just a uh, AI graphic improvement where they just smoothed over the graphics and was going to call it a remaster and re-release it. But no, they actually did stuff to it. So I'm hoping they did more or less the same to Legend of Mana. I always felt like Saga Frontier was one of those games that was underappreciated because like it. Saga Frontier is. It's just so fucking bizarre. It is such yes. a weird game. Exactly. <laughs> Where it's perfect as what it is, but it, the, it, like Square is a renowned. This is like 1997 PS1 era. Mm -hmm. So if they didn't just release Final Fantasy VII, it's coming out soon. They have they just released Final Fantasy VI not too long ago. They have like a pedigree, and they dropped this fucking bizarre it's, game. It's so <laughs> weird, but it's so. It's so fucking good, though. That's the thing. It's like, if you're looking for something completely different, you're just like, all right, these branching storylines kind of work. And like, I don't know, man. There's something endearing about that game. It's like, you, if that game, if you threw like an indie developer, I'd be like, oh, that was a really charming game. But you're like, Square, you're just like, wow, you guys went for a weird one, huh? <laughs> you guys just <laughs> went for it. 
even coming from Romancing Saga 3, yeah. it's just so <laughs> off like off kilter from that game. It's like not even related. <laughs> the only thing that's similar is the uh, weird Ooh. stack growing, because that's the the romancing I'm sorry, the Saga games are more or less based off of the uh Fantasy 2 uh leveling system where you kinda do things to level them. That's kinda like the branching connection between the Saga games, but it's just nothing like the other Saga games. Even Saga Frontier 2 is nothing like Saga Frontier 1. <laughs> we we might like, be talking in like a week about how I went down the rabbit hole and you're just like, so what'd you do this week? Be like, I played through Saga Frontier. <laughs> did, did you play Saga Frontier 2? No. Now that is a, it's a, that's another one of those games that was overlooked and it was actually really good. Oh, maybe I my, did. Uh, I think I did. I remember Wild Arms 2 more than I remember Saga Frontier 2. But I, I think I did a little bit. Maybe I should go revisit it. Yeah, that's a solid game. Uh, okay, that was my number nine. So we're on your number eight now. Uh, my number eight is Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three. Fuck yeah! Um, I was going back and forth. I'm like, I need to throw. If like we're looking through our top ten games, we're like we're sitting there and need some fighting representation on it. I am a Street Fighter guy. Before I get like people saying, "Oh man, he hates Street Fighter." It's like, come on, guys. I really love myself some Ultimate Street Fighter Two Turbo, but. That, like there was so much to like Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. You had the towers, you had team mode. Like you and your buddy could just like set up it's just like we're just gonna hit random six people and go at each other and hope when one guy dies and be surprised when the next one comes out. And this was I think it was like really the last good fighting game before like the PlayStation went and it was just like loading in between characters. It's just such a good arcade, like me and your your buddy is gonna get some like fucking pizza. You guys are gonna watch a movie, and you're gonna beat the shit out of each other in Mortal Kombat, and it's gonna be chill. But yeah, I love that game. Funny thing you would say is better than Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three on the Super Nintendo is uh, the port of Alpha. The the Alpha port on the Super Nintendo is actually pretty good. That was on I'm, my almost list. I'm not a fan of Street Fighter Two. I've never have been. I do, do not like it. <laughs> yep. Um, I was I like Mortal Kombat. I like Killer Instincts, but Mortal Kombat 3, uh, the reason I liked it was Mortal Kombat 1 and 2, one way more than two, but both of them were very stiff games. Yes. Where no matter what, you can like always counter everybody. Street Fighter 2 had this too, where it's just a stiff game where you, if you jump in the air, you, you're going to get hit if you're playing someone who knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. If you're not just, just people slamming buttons, you, every, every everybody knows like the Molina roll, throw side thing, and if you don't block that, you're fucked, and it's just so it's so stiff and how it plays. But three was uh, a very loose game. You can do a bunch of things. They had the run button, they had all the combos, they had better spacing, better area control. Yep. Uh, the jumping was like death every time. Oh, solid. Yeah, it's funny how Little Comet three didn't have Scorpion in it. They added putting him back in uh, Ultimate. He had Nude Sabat. You had like. Uh, Rain, Rain was solid. Ermac. Ermac was a great guy. Uh, <laughs> Striker, everybody's favorite. I had a lot of friends who played Street Fighter, and it was forced on me. So you had to get good at Street Fighter, but you were right. You're just like, if you went up in the air, it's like, okay, you're going to get leveled by either a Flash Kick or a Sharayuken, or you're just not having a good time. But I just remember the only reason I... I think it like me and you played a lot of Mortal Kombat, which was so refreshing and like... Uh, Killer Instinct was like another one that we played a lot of and I it was just you're right like it, I don't think outside of Alpha I, I really 
I enjoy Street Fighter because I was forced to. <laughs> you know, you adapt, but like, Mortal Kombat 3 is so fucking good. <laughs> like, it's so good. Yeah, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't a Street Fighter until the Alpha series. Yeah. And then 3 is where I really clicked into Street Fighter. Alpha 3? Alpha 3 is... Uh, I wouldn't call it my... I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm torn between Alpha 3 and how broken it is and Street Fighter 3rd Strike. I like Alpha the, 3 because of the um, story mode. Uh, story mode? It was the one that you could level a character and by the time you got to Bison and it was like the one where like your character's level would go up and depending on how well you did against the characters all the way until Bison was how strong your character leveled and stuff. Was that a, uh, a console feature? It might have been the Japanese version. Yeah, the I console version, the, yeah. I played the arcade one. There's yeah. No, <laughs> no my buddy had the uh, Japanese... Like, the whole reason I got into that was because my friend had a modded, like, fucking PlayStation and imported it. I was like, ooh! The game is dope as fuck. So good. You gotta get the uh, Saturn version, though. That was, that was the king. It was even better than the Dreamcast port. Really? Yeah. I think that was the best version of Street Fighter until the eventual Street Fighter. Was it the Alpha Collection the PS2? I think it might have finally trumped it. That I think that was just a straight up arcade port, like a like a arcade perfect port. But up until then, the Saturn version was the best one. Yep, the Street Fighter Alpha Anthology. Yeah, I could, I couldn't be wrong on that version. I, I'm pretty sure that we were, that version was pretty much arcade accurate, minus like the sound quality being bad or something. Some unrelated off thing the shadows weren't were too blue any of our collectors out there looking for a pre-owned copy you can get it for 10.99 for your playstation 2 right now uh, yeah That's i think the saturn version deal. it requires a ram cart and i think the game itself is like 100 plus dollars it's one of those guns that shop in value for no real reason all right uh I think we covered Mortal Kombat, right? I think we did. I think that's a pretty good cover. I think it's a lot more than people are covering Mortal Kombat 3 in 2021. Punch dudes, get toasty, kill them, turn them to babies. I think they added bestialities <laughs> in uh, in that game. The... Brutalities was a... Yeah, brutalities and bestialities, I believe. I'm pretty sure are the two additions in the... You were wrong sure about the price of the Street Fighter collection. Uh, which one? For the Saturn. The Street Fighter Alpha 3? It's $450. Street Fighter Alpha 3 is $450? Uh, Street Fighter Alpha... No, that's the Street Fighter Collection for the Saturn Street Fighter, is 400 Street Fighter Collection is Street Fighter 2. Oh, okay. The Street Fighter Alpha 3 for, um... Let's see if there is going for two ninety nine, but that's the Japan version. I want yeah, there's only a Japanese release. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure Street Fighter Collection was a uh, American release, right? Uh, it had an American version. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm not too big into the American Saturn scene, but I'm that I seem to remember. If anyone's looking for Street Fighter the movie, the for Sega I, Saturn complete fifty two twenty four guys, get on I that shit. Not bad in, in terms not. of it, it's a skin of Street Fighter two. Yeah, so. <laughs> it could be worse. Getting off topic, but it's funny yeah. what eBay can do. What was uh so are we on your number eight? Yes. My number eight was UN Squadron. Nice. Yeah, that was a great game. It was a a Capcom game that was a uh, yep. horizontal scroller shooter where you piloted uh, a like a jet as opposed yep. to a space shooter. 
Uh, I want to say the ships were licensed. Like they had like uh, F-14s and stuff in it. Am I remember correctly? Uh, let me look. I want to say there were licensed uh, airplanes in it. And uh, it, it was, I mean, better than your run-of-the-mill shooter, but it had a system where you would get money and you can use the money to buy new yeah. uh, jets and you can upgrade them. And you had a pretty cool little anime dude to control. I think you had three dudes. I think one of them was a, was a lady and two dudes. Uh, it was a arcade port, but they actually added a bunch of stuff to the the Super Nintendo games. It was actually better than the arcade version. Had a few more ships, I believe. A few more, maybe a few more levels. That's one of those games that I want to say shop in value. I remember buying it for like ten bucks because nobody knew what the fuck UN Squadron was. Yeah, I feel like that was one of those underrated. Um... Whoa. Oh, okay, because that's open box. That comes with a box. I almost. Ooh. Are you are you just actively searching at these uh these prices? Yeah, I just like to keep people who may be collectors who are just like, hey, it's been a while since I wanted to find these games, and there's people who do like physical copies, even though said it's not my thing, but other people might be looking for these. So pre-owned thirty four ninety five. Unless you're one of those people who want the full box and crap, you're looking at two eighty eight oh nine. Just buy the game. We don't need all that other shit. Tell me about it, Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, UN Squadron, solid. If you like horizontal shooters, uh, Gradius mm-hmm. Three is another one. Um, yep. I was never an R type guy. They're okay. Uh, yeah, they're they're okay. It's exactly what they are. I got that new one, which is pretty solid, which is the best R type I've ever played. But the ones the Super Nintendo one I was not too big of a fan of. So Gradius Three, UN Squadron, can't go wrong. I was just gonna say, if you can't play UN Squadron or Gradius, and you have to play R-Type, go for it. But in 2021, that's just not really good reason at this point. So go was, play with those uh, other ones. There was a decent Turrican that was on the Super Nintendo, but that was way hmm. more of an Amiga slash Genesis series. Yep, it was. Uh, if you do play Gradius 3, you definitely get the patch that makes it a SA1 conversion that removes the slowdown. And it makes it a whole new game because it's a lot harder when things move at the speed they're supposed to be moving at. Okay, cool. I don't know R type. I thought I owned R type, but I think I'm Gradius. I on Super Nintendo? No, my computer. Oh, yeah. I bought that new R type game they released uh, maybe a few months ago. Uh, Final 2. Need some more. I like that type of style. Yeah. Cool. I, I don't know if I prefer horizontal or uh, vertical scrolls. I go back and forth. Yeah, they're both quite fun. All right, uh, what's your number seven? Uh, it's SimCity. Hell yeah. Um, I really liked SimCity. Um, as a kid, finding like after playing it for like days and getting like your city perfect, and then all of a sudden being told about the one hundred like the unlimited money code. Oh, so cool! And then you could build whatever you wanted to your heart desires, and then it had all the scenarios. And for anyone who hasn't played SimCity, it's a city-building game. It's not SimCity 2000 where they started making shit confusing where they're like, you need to do plumbing and stuff. This is just like put down houses and commercial buildings and power plants and watch out for smog and casinos and all that other fun stuff. And I was like actively playing SimCity a few months ago just because I was like, I just want something relaxing. The music's great. Once you get that code in, you could just like slow it all down and build to your heart's desire. And so much fun. Remember that code being bizarre? Like you held L and R, you changed all your taxes to zero, you let a year go by or something, then you like let go of R and all your money went up or some 
really convoluted code like that. Let me tell you how to do it. So you have to spend all your money within the first year, and then you put all the taxes. Um, so then you spend all your money within the first year, and then um, before the screen turns into your tax code, you have to hold down L and R and make sure that your taxes are maintained to seven, and then you raise all the police department up to 100%. And then while holding L and R, then you put the police department, the transportation department, and the other department all the way up to 100%. Then you exit the screen while still holding L and R, and then you have to go back into that screen, lower all those down to 100%, leave that screen, and then release L and R, and then you have all the money. <laughs> Yeah, I remember something like that. Yeah, it's fanny ass, but it's worth it. Yeah. I can just throw in a game shark code. Shut up, Tom. <laughs> doing it. It's fantastic. You felt like a boss and knowing that I could still do it 20 years later off the top of my head. Maybe great. 10 years ago, I remembered all of the steps, but uh, <laughs> as of right now, I, I remembered holding LNR and something to do with tax screens. Yep, I could do all of it right now if I needed to. Anyone need me to do a screen share and take control of your computer for a little bit to do that code for you? Do it. That menu music is like burned in my brain. Oh, that little dude with the green hair. Every time something bad happened, like the tornado, he's like, something bad's happening. (laughs) Oh, shit. Bowser's mad at us. He's a assist trophy in Smash Brothers. I love him. Was he back in the SimCity DS? Uh, I think so. I know he made like a semi guest appearance in the Link's Awakening. You make it feel like, oh man, I love. Let's see, Doctor. Right. He's based off of Will Wright. Um, he was in Smash Brothers and Zelda. Yeah. Okay, he <sighs> didn't bring him back for the SimCity DS. Uh, SimCity '64. That was a DD game, I believe. Was it? Uh, yes. Yeah, that that wasn't a US release. Nope. Okay. But yeah, SimCity. You should play it. It's great. Yeah, but it's still my favorite go-to version of SimCity. If I, Me if, too. I if I want to play like SimCity, I'll load that version up. If I want to play like a more modern version, I'll load up uh, City Skylines. Same. I can't play Sissy. Like I liked kind of like um, SimCity 2000 or whatever, but I just could never. It never felt the way that I wanted it to. And City Skylines gives me that. Like I can't go reverse, but if I just want to go, I want to go see some crazy shit and see how long I can make this money go. Like that's the game I play. For show. For show. What's your number eight? My number is seven. Seven. Sorry. Uh, it was this hidden gem? Many people. Haven't heard of it. It was a, a RPG on the Super Nintendo. It went by the name of Chrono Trigger. You ever play this one? Oh, Chrono Trigger. I totally forgot about that. Should have made my list. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> no. Wow. I, I remember you being like the fucking Chrono Trigger guy. Uh, I still stand by my list. <laughs> we were talking I'm before s- the air went on. I if, smacks the shit out of uh, Chrono Trigger. If this was top 15... <laughs> Chrono Trigger would be there. <laughs> oh, for sure. I'm still, uh, I'm that guy who prefers Chrono Cross over Chrono Trigger, but Chrono, Tr- Chrono Trigger is like the perfect 20 hour baseline RPG. It, it does everything right. It's it's yep. tailored, very fast paced. The story goes right by. Uh, Battle system is solid. Is New Game Plus was also a great addition. Uh, the combat had the uh, 
a bunch of the cool stuff with the zoning with team attacks and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, really love cool. that. Uh, the story does branch. I would still call it linear, but there's choices you can make that will definitely change the outcome of the game. Yep. Uh, people call it non-linear. I call them fucking stupid, but <laughs> it's uh, it definitely has some choices in there. Yeah. You can, you can totally beat the game without keeping the main character of the game. You can go by the wayside and you can continue on and finish the game. Uh, has, what, 20 endings? Something like that? Like Some of them obviously joke endings and simplest simplifications of longer endings but i think there was a total of like 18 to 20 yeah it was 18 DS, roughly the ds version added in a, an ending which was stupid but it yeah the ds version tried to make it fall into chrono cross more logically and it didn't 13. work it just seems like it was forced but uh, uh 13 so, 13 endings yeah yes so for what it was perfect rpg all around great short runtime. I want to say it's 20 hours. Great music all around. Like everything had a great feel to it. Like it did, it made it feel like you'd said though. It, it's like complete, it's like a really linear game, but it doesn't feel it. Like it feels like you're making choices, but once you figure out like what it's doing, you're just completely sucked in. You're like, oh, I've been playing for three and a half hours. Oh shit. Like I gotta go. Like it's one of those games where. You just want to see where it's going to go further. 100%. All right, Crown Trigger. Um, number six, Brett? Super Punch-Out. Hell yeah, man. This is a good list. I, I, I'm enjoying our lists. Or like, you're hitting me. Like Your lists are just like, oh, fuck, I should have thought of that. And I I, I like this list. Uh, Super Punch-Out. Um, it's, it's a... The sequel to Punch-Out, where Nintendo decided to throw Super on it. Really late end of the Super Nintendo, like, around the same time as Super Metroid, if I remember. Four, I think. Yeah. It was a... <laughs> uh, funny story is it was developed in the USA by the uh, team that was pretty much the market... It's not the market, but the uh, research development team. So they pretty much designed uh, peripherals and things like that, and they also made Punch-Out. I think they were based in Seattle at the time. Uh, R&D 2, I think the team was... Uh, and it didn't come out in Japan for a physical huh. cartridge. The only way you can get it in Japan was via the, um, you went to like a 7-Eleven there and there was like a machine. It was called the Nintendo Power, just coincidentally. And it That's was pretty crazy. much, it was like a, like a, like a Netflix box you went up there and you said, I want this game and it would burn it to like a blank cartridge, which is how I own Super Metroid, funny enough, because the Japanese release had English in it. So my card is just one of those Nintendo Power cartridges, but that's how you got uh, uh, punch out in Japan. I just thought it was like the the best amount of quirkiness. Nintendo didn't try too hard on it. They're just like we're gonna take some of the same cast of characters, introduce some new ones, and then it was actually it, based off the arcade version. Super Punch. Yeah, out. it felt punch outs in the uh, arcade as well. It was Punch Out and Super Punch Out. They're not direct translations, but the characters from Super Punch Out and the arcade return in Super Punch Out for Super Nintendo. I just remember having that badass secret was just like if you want like you made it through all the circuits without losing and unlock the special circuit. I was like, oh, that's cool. Look at it. It's like you might have beaten the game, but you did you get the special circuit? It was just like, no, I got knocked out in the third circuit. It was just like, oh, I'm better than you because I just knocked out the Bruiser Twins or the Bone Twins or whatever they were. That game is super macho, man. The real secret of Pancho being you play it like a puzzle game, not like a sports game. What you mean by studying the 
sequences and yeah if you're not familiar with super punch out it's a one-on-one boxing game where uh you have your <laughs> which is a colorful cast of characters all representing their uh their home countries in very blatant ways <laughs> super macho man bold bull who is from istanbul turkey and has a scar on it from what it looks like a knife fight gone wrong uh, uh they all have their own little special moves and you kind of learn the patterns get around them deflect in appropriate manner Eat i never understood how dragon chan got away with kicking people i was like then why can't mac just kick people i'm like <laughs> dragon chan is like that's, that's... straight up in the air <laughs> And the ref is counting. Like, if if all of a sudden, like, Conor McGregor just high-kicked Mayweather, they wouldn't be like, gonna start counting. They would have been like, what the, the fuck are you doing? Was he looking the other way? <laughs> oh, or the person whipping the hair in the face and stuff like that. I'm like, why are these refs just letting this shit go on? And Mac is just like, why are you guys letting me get hit? <laughs> Kangaroo court. <laughs> Do you not see this guy has a fighter from his pouch? He's throwing balls at me! <laughs> Super Punch-Out. Love that game. Great game. Don't, so uh, good. Don't, don't forget to check out Punch-Out Wii if you haven't. That was a yep. very neglected game. That was another solid Punch-Out entry. Check out Little Mac in Super, in Super Smash Brothers because he's great. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, where else can we plug Little Mac? Um... I think that's it. Just the punch out franchise. Punch out series, yeah. So look for oh packs where people get lazy for their cosplay, and you'll see them with a pink hoodie and boxing gloves because that's probably what I'm going to do this year because it's easy. Black tank top with some uh, yep. bright green gloves. Exactly. Punch All right, out. my number six. Your number six. Final Fantasy Five. Whoa. Yeah, I'm blowing some uh, some minds right now. There were six. Uh, I, I'm on the record of not being the biggest fan of Final Fantasy VI. I definitely like Final Fantasy VI. I just think the story is one of the stupidest things I've ever experienced in my life. And people, or the this, rest of your list could be fire. <laughs> to this day, people will keep saying how great Final Fantasy VI's story was, and like it, it was fucking nonsensical. What are you talking about? The this reason like before anime was cliche, that, that was like <laughs> anime cliche, the game. It was phenomenal. Fantasy VI had a great battle system where you had the, uh, you equipped the skills and you would learn them permanently. Then you can de-equip the thing, but that was replaced by Fantasy IX, which did it better. I was a big fan of Six because, spoiler, the game is like, say like 40 hours long. In the first half, you think you're doing one thing. And then the whole world gets flipped on its side because of the villain. You're just like, wait, what? And I have I think a game that... on my list that, that tops that. <laughs> and that's why it does it for me every single time. It was just like, I think, I, I try to think of like, oh shit moments I had as a kid. And like, the Kefka doing like, all of a sudden, like you're on there, just like, wait for Shadow. It's just like, I don't think I've ever been so panicked as a fucking sixth grader that it still gets me. Like, talking about that reminds me of that Ninja Turtles damn scene between, <laughs> like, ugh. That's why the game is ridiculous, though. It has the most fucking ridiculous storyline. People who are chasing it, but that's the reason I like it, is because of, like, how silly the fucking storyline is. 
It's ridiculous. It's so Above, silly. Final Fantasy V is kind of the opposite, where it has pretty much a fucking nothing story. It's one of the most bog standard fantasy RPG stories you'll ever experience. But it has the job system, which is... Uh, funny enough, I didn't put Dragon Quest V on here, because I didn't know where to put it. But it's also my favorite Dragon Quest game. And it's also for a similar reason, because the job system is phenomenal in that game. Uh, it's... How do I explain this? Uh, you you would level up your character, but you'd also have job points. So you would equip your job. It's been done a hundred times since then. It was done in Final Fantasy XII Zodiac. It was done in uh, Bravely Default, which is pretty much Final Fantasy V again. Uh, but at the time, Final Fantasy III did it, but it wasn't as yep. fleshed out as Final Fantasy III was. It, it, it pretty much perfected it. So you'd equip your your white mage, so you'd be level one white mage, you level that up, and you can make your you'd have your fixed characters, unlike Final Fantasy One, where you just pick generic thief, generic white mage. This was you yep. have um <laughs> our all time favorite butts, hero of the <laughs> legends. <laughs> and you'd, <laughs> and you'd uh, equip him to be whatever you want on the fly. Well not in battle, but in any time other than that. You can make all the combos you want, you can have six or sorry four uh what was the broken ass class was it was it no that was tactics sorry whether we can everyone be gets the, ultima everyone gets ult yeah so you can have like four <laughs> thieves and you can have or you can change it to be f four warriors whatever you wanted to do any stupid combos uh lots of versatility love the job system still one of my final favorite final fantasy games not my number one but it's definitely top three we're talking about five, right? Not six. Five. Yep. Six places in my middle, upper middle of the hierarchy of Final Fantasy games for me. I want on a, I want on a, you said five. I want on a six rant. Huh? Well, you did. And I'm sure it's on your list so we can trim that down in length. Completely. <laughs> what's, your number, what's your number five? My number five is Kirby's Superstar. Hell yeah. I fucking love this game. Um, it just... It had a bunch of games in one. It probably still has one of my favorite, like, gotta collect them all games. It probably created a, a lot of OCD as a kid when I needed to collect every single treasure from um, the treasure hunting one, just because... Never done it. Was, it. I never, did once. Never 100%ed it. Did once, and it wasn't my copy of the game. A hundred times, I gotta say. I have never 100%ed the... I've tried. <laughs> Without so, guys, just going in blind, but I just like I swear I, I searched everywhere, but I'm still missing three treasures. I don't know what the fuck those are. It was at uh, the Great Cave, uh, the Great Cave Offensive. Yeah, Great Cave Offensive. That was the name of it. A Metrovania. Ah, um, so this is actually on the <laughs> um, Super Nintendo Mini right now. It used to be a super rare game to try to find. Um, yeah, I got mine at Blockbuster. I got lucky. I paid like. Eight dollars for a used copy of Blockbuster, but I remember it being like it was a it was originally like an eighty dollar game or something. Like yep. it, was a, it was expensive to buy it new, and then whenever you saw it used, it was more because it was rare. I just got really yeah. lucky with my copy. It was just because everyone was just like, "Well, it's eight games at once." If you're paying like sixty dollars, it's just like no. And they I released it for the DS. I wouldn't call a remake of <laughs> Dreamland and the, the press A as fast as you can Moses games, but you know. $100 right now if you're looking for a copy. I still have mine. I, I, I never sold my SNES games. I still have them all. I just sold a copy of Final Fantasy 3. <laughs> I would sell it if people offered me money. 
I love that game, but I have it on the NES, NES Mini. So, and it works perfect. version of that game. We gotta so play good. is the uh, the mobile version of it. That's uh, that's the best oh, heard... mean. Dude, I heard you're not a real fan of that game unless you play the mobile version. I hope you like Vaseline Smudge because my lord. Uh, but yeah, Kirby Superstar has um, split up into seven smaller games. It's basically Spring Breeze, which is first to break. It's a remix of um, Kirby's in Dreamland. Then you do Dynablade, which you're trying to help this bird, um, like basically this giant bird from disturbing Dreamland. And then you got a gourmet race where you can race King DDD. That's a great um, There's the Great Cave Offensive, which is basically you looking for 60 treasure chests. And it's just so much fun. Um, Revenge of Meta Knight is this like it's really the intro to Meta Knight and him being Lola Lola yeah we'll just say that um, and basically it says that a story driven mode chronicled Kirby's effort to stop Meta Knight who attempts to take over Dreamland and end his inhabitants lazy lifestyle by invading the signature airship um, Milky Way Wishes is the, is the one that is I think you what is it that you go to all the different um, planets and it ends in a giant like side scroller if i remember correctly and it's fantastic i don't your... remember that one i gotta load that one back up yeah it's so good um then there's the arena which you just it's like the first intro to a boss attack mode and then it had some cool sub attack games where you could like try to punch the world in half and then a uh, reflex mode against computers and you were a samurai game still holds up i played it it was one like when i saw that they introduced that to the um NES, the SNES Mini, I'm like, that almost pays for itself because at that time, if you wanted to like play it on a TV or whatever off your computer, it was the cheapest way to do it. It's it's still good. Funny enough, they uh, re-released that game on the Wii on a physical disc. So you'd buy the physical disc, you put it in, and it loads the Super Nintendo ROM. Weird. Yeah, they didn't have it on the webpage for That's Wii so they weird. They did the same thing with Mario World. Nintendo's such a weird fucking company. I don't understand what they do. I don't get it either. I love them. They also remade it for the... I want to say it was the DS. They made like a 3D version of it. I just remember this being like one of the first games I want, like towards the end of the Super Nintendo era. I'm like, oh man, I really, really want this game. Yeah, that was a solid game. I got it in uh, that... I don't know if you remember, but there was a blockbuster in Dorchester. Yeah. Yeah. And right next to that big fruit stand place. And uh, yeah, it's the only time I've ever been to that one that one blockbuster, but they had the only game I wanted, so I got lucky. I think I got it at a yard sale because the person didn't know what they had, and I just kind of talked quick and left. You know what I got multiple times at yard sales was a original Game Boy bundled with the Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. I did that three times, each for $5. That's a fun find. It's just bizarre. Three times? Mm, three times in a row. Yeah, it's uh, strange. I got like so many copies that came lying around. I have it for the. I bought the re-release. What's that? I bought the re-release of A Link's Awakening. The DX one? Uh, no, for the um Switch. Oh, the Switch version? Yeah, I was uh, lukewarm on that. It's it is what it is. It's it's solid. I, the fucking soundtrack sucked. Yeah, it was the the 3DS version of uh, Link to the Past is better, but we all know. That's just oh, yeah, common sense, guys. Let's be. Let's be that real. should be. I mean, if you're gonna bring a game on the on the Switch, bring that game over. That game was great. Please, please. What is your number five? Mega Man X. Hell yeah, Mega Man X. The only Mega Man game I've ever really liked. To be honest yep. with you, 
so I good. Like, uh, I like Mega Man Legends and I like Mega Man X. Mega X2, not very good. X3, no. it, it's like a downward slope where they get yes. worse as it goes on. And X6 is a nightmare game. <laughs> I don't know if you ever played it, but it's pretty much everything's a blind jump with spike pits. It's it's like a zero game where everything's a magic jump. But uh, Mega Man X is so perfect. It's perfected. Yep, I didn't know they went past three. <laughs> yep, first three were Super Nintendo. Three uh, also hit the Saturn, I believe. And then it was uh, four through six on the PlayStation. I believe X4 was also on the Saturn. And then seven and eight were on the PS2 when they were different-ish and they added more characters. We became like a Sonic buddy group up thing. Uh, X8 was like a weird perspective and none of them were very good. <laughs> Jeez, I remember getting Mega Man X and like sneaking. It was like that first game. My mom like woke up. She's like, "Are you up at like six playing Mega Man X?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm up at six when I like secretly had been up since five. I just I remember getting that game and like I gotta go kill Spark Mandarin man. Like you don't understand. Like I got Chili Penguin shit and this stupid. I know how to kill him now. The whole uh, whole soundtrack is fucking phenomenal. Uh, it's a two D. Action platformer uh, mm -hmm. has your little robot dude who pre uh, progressively gets enhancements. He takes the boss's ability that he previously beat. So if you beat the penguin, you get uh, ice shot. You can use that ice shot towards uh, the robot master. You can select between, I think, eight of them. Yep. And you can you choose your own volition, but you'd want to kind of go jump in the order of the weaknesses and figure that out. Solid platforming, great level design. Like I said, the music is phenomenal. All around great game. Got the level your character and other pieces. You got the headgear and the boots and stuff like that outside of that. And it was the first Mega Man. Like I remember the ones like you'd said, it's probably the first, like the really good Mega Man. But I remember um the thing that changed it for me was when you hit like you didn't have to hit start to change your powers like that was my big deal in Mega Man you're just like the buttons. But, yep. yeah like you could just hit L and R and it was just like you could go shift through all your stuff and it was just like that was so game changing because like you by the end of Mega Man 2 or 3 you had like 15 powers you're like cool ding 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 it was just like no right here flying through every single power no problem yeah, I've never liked the 8-bit Mega Man. I do not know. I couldn't tell you exactly why. I just never got a feel for them, and I never liked them. <laughs> I didn't like the random platforms and how un like oh, how suck. unforgiving they were. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just never found them. I never found that fun, like dying halfway through a level and ha not having a good checkpoint. I'm like, that's not like, how's that cool? Yeah, it was, it was all uh, like muscle memory and like memorization. And I did yeah. not, that did not jive with me. No, I had shit to do as a kid. Here, there's two platforms, and the one on the right is going to disappear, and then you got to go to the left and slide, and there's going to be three enemies, and you got to do it in this exact order, or you get hit by the fucking laser beam. Yeah, I don't know. I never liked them, but uh, maybe the next phenomenal game. Amazing game. So good. All right, Brett, what's your number four? Uh, Super Mario World. Super Mario World. Uh, I just... A blast Ooh. from the past. I really like it. It's like I wanted it to. I didn't know where it was gonna fall. When I wrote this list, I tried not to think too much about it, just because I was like, I can't overanalyze it. But I, if we're thinking about games that, if you're like really stuck somewhere, and it's like you could play through either Super Mario World's one of those games you can beat in 30 minutes to 45 if you know all the warp zones and doing like 
Star Road and shit, but it's also one of those games that has a hundred. Like I remember the commercials being like hundred and eight levels, like hundred eight levels, and you could play every single level, getting to like level eight and take your time with it if you really wanted to, like a hundred percent Mario World. And it's fun. It, it's got so much stuff to it. It's probably honestly one of the best Mario's outside. It's probably the best Mario. I would. Well, I have a conflicting answer on my my top 10 here but it's definitely my uh favorite mario 2d game i'd say yeah it's i had super mario all-stars up here too but i felt like that was cheating but that's just it's like it's a bit of a cheat (laughs) especially when the nes versions of those games are better (laughs) exactly but i just liked it because it was like a little bit cleaner and you have them all in one place that was the only fight i had for it but factor through the roof i i love super mario world like I could still go out and play two hours of it and not be mad if someone was just like, your computer's dead and it's going to be out for repair. And if I had my SNES mini, I'd be completely okay because like at least one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of these games are on in the Super NES mini. It's like, I'd be all right. I'd be all right for a few weeks if all my shit broke at once. I'd be inconvenient, but I'd still be okay. Super Mario World is a game um, that's a follow-up to the Mario series um, that was on the Super Nintendo. It's a Mario is. It's a platformer. It had Yoshi. You could collect stars. It had um, this really cool 3D map. Uh, You could get these P-blocks. You had to go kill Bowser's really mean kids. And eventually... Confirmed canon not to be his kids. Uh, my bad. And it had probably one of the best boss battles of like chucking shit and hitting him in the head in that big ass like thing he rode around in as a like I think I got that game when I was in fifth or sixth grade was very menacing and the like lightning was just like it's terrifying still. I could still see it in my dreams. Love that the game. sprites for both Bowser and Peach always rub me the wrong way. They look so weird. Yeah. When he gets hit and dies, it's really bad. Oh like the the red eyes. Yes, it's so bad. Yeah. Like, oh, you guys just gave up there, huh? You just let the programmers go home. They're like, yeah, do a Mario Bowser death. <laughs> Good enough. Perfect. <laughs> what was your number four? My number four was a game called Terranigma. Ooh, yeah. Yes, it was the third of the uh, Quartet trilogy. The other ones being um, Illusion of Gaia and Soul Blazer. Yep. Uh, it is an action RPG. Uh <laughs> You're saying how fucked up Final Fantasy VI was. Let me tell you about the story of Terranigma. <laughs> so you save the world to destroy the world, to help destroy the world again, to be saved, to be killed, to be resurrected, to save the world, to kind of die. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the story to uh, Terranigma. <laughs> but uh, the game has uh, a few. Ch- I think it has four chapters in total. Well, they each have a like a main focus where the first chapter is you go to these five towers to. Uh, bring life back to your world and then you find out there's another world you gotta go to that world and then you gotta uh, bring life back to that world and you find all this goofy stuff out and there's twists and there's turns and there's devils, there's gods uh, apparently the devil and god himself fought to the death in Antarctica did you know that? I didn't well it's all in the game you should, uh, you should google that shit man it's all in there this is some creepy ass imagery. I'm digging it. I forgot how creepy this game was. But it is a uh, one of the best action RPGs I think I've ever played. If you've played Illusion of Gaia, it's kind of like that, but refined to the max. It is one of the 
best playing games I've, I think I've ever played, not to mention on the Super Nintendo itself. Um, it was released in Europe and uh, in Japan, but we never got it over in the States. I, is that still true? Have we never gotten Terranigma? Even like on a re-release on a digital platform or anything? Looks like... I don't even know people... who owned the rights with that game anymore. Because At I think it's Atlas, it. wasn't it? No, it was... Uh, the publisher? Maybe it was Atlas? I'm not sure. I know Quintet I'm seeing people it. comparing it with people... I'm seeing people holding it against copies of like Illusion of Gaia and stuff. Yeah, Illusion of Gaia was uh, the first game they released. Who, who published... Uh, Illusion Guy. Was that Nintendo? I think it might be Nintendo published now, now I think about it. Let's see. Illusion of Gaia was. Yeah, Quintet. They published it? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is developed by it. Um oh publishers Nintendo Square Enix and Nintendo Australia. My bad. Square Enix published it, huh? Crazy. Uh, I want to say the closest I can think of in comparison to that game would be somewhere between a cross of Alundra and Zelda, where it's an RPG, mm-hmm. so it's 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 not as puzzle heavy. I mean, it's not really puzzle heavy at all. It's kind of straightforward dungeon, um, just running through dungeons, killing stuff. But uh, it's like, and in, in between those two games somewhere, phenomenal, highly recommended, one of the best games on the Super Nintendo for sure. We're getting up there. All these games are fucking. Fire at this point. Oh yeah. So going Alex. to my uh, number, number three. three. Number three, yeah. Top three. Top three. Made it. Pew 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 pew. Air horse fireworks. Bow, 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 bow. Okay, I'm gonna assume uh, two, at least two of these three games are gonna be the same in both our lists, but is the order right? I'm wondering the same thing. Uh, number three is Earthbound. Hey, it's my number three too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Earthbound is my number three. This game was like. I remember playing it at my friend's house at a sleepover, and then my mom's like, if you get an honor roll, you can get a copy. I'm like, okay. And I just remember <laughs> not doing anything. I just, just remember not... $5 bin at Best Buy? <laughs> no, we went and paid fucking $80 at Sears because it came in that big-ass box with the instruction guide that came with scratch-and-stiff scratch stickers. That thing was the biggest box to this date. I love Earthbound. Music's good. Storyline's good. Only reason it wasn't a little bit higher is because I like speed emulation at this point, just because some of those really early walking until you get the bike just takes fucking forever. You get the bike, you can only use it for, I want to say, a town, and then you get yep. the, the bonus character, and then you can't use it anymore. Yep, and then you have to actually like stand in front of the slime for like eight minutes, and it's just like, yeah, who has time for that? Oh my, I, that is... That is not timed correctly because I I no. sat there and it says like wait for like what eight minutes or something. Yeah, I swear it's like fifteen. It's, it's the longest forever. <laughs> and I'm convinced that it it resets randomly if like all of a sudden it feels a vibration in your controller. It's like nope. Still <laughs> one of the so, so good game like Earthbound is a uh, it's it's pretty much a Dragon Quest take on modern day with uh, the quirk sent to 150 percent. Like to underworld style, but good. What? <laughs> Isn't it look like underworld? Not underworld. Um, Undertale. Duh. Oh, looks like Undertale. I mean, Undertale is one hundred percent influenced by Earthbound. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent on that one. Undertale's okay, but yeah, Undertale's alright. Uh, I don't know. It's very original, very quirky. A lot of fun characters. The battle system had that really cool uh, scrolling HP, where it was like a 
like a odometer. It'll tick down as opposed to just subtracting your HP, so you can get fatally hit. Say if you have like 100 <laughs> HP, you take 120 damage. If you beat that get, that that fight before you hit 100, before you hit zero, you'd still you'd live, keep going on your way. A lot of interesting stuff like that. You can also overheal it too. So if like the speedometer was at like 150 and your next character was a healer, you could heal the person, and as long as that attack went off before the person dropped, it could like reverse the HP going. Zero. Oh man, you freaking the suspense when you have uh, the, the, that queued up and you <laughs> try to slam the A button to get through all the dialogue of the like, enemy attack before you get the magic set off. You're like, I swear to fucking god, I said it as fast as it would go. Paul is not praying hard enough. Uh, had a bunch of fun features. It had like the like the Franklin badge, as long as it's equipped to a character, any lightning attack would just bounce off you. You do that thing where you put your you attack yourself with the reflect on, yes. and if you if you reflected the magic off of you, even if the enemy had reflect, it would still hit them anyway. Bunch of like weird quirks like that. If you played for too long, your dad would call you asking if you wanted to save. <laughs> You're right, bro. You should probably take a nap. Hey, buddy, I've seen you've been playing for like six hours. You want to go get some air? It's like, no. He's like, all right, I'm checking on you. Just checking. <laughs> it's now $6,000 for your bank account, bro. Jesus. Ah, oh, since the last time we talked, we can see you've killed about 15,000 slimes in that uh, cave up by Winters. Uh, you are right up there? Yeah, man. These, these things just die really quick with PK uh, rocking. No big deal. <laughs> Phenomenal game. So good. If you like modern, it's, it's like everyone says they have that one game that they've been chasing that, like, they want to get that like connection to and I, i've always feel like i've been looking for like earthbound just because like i've gotten games that are close and i'm like oh yeah it, it hits that but like earthbound is just so good i got that game contact on the uh, ds because i thought that was like straight up going to be another earthbound and i was so disappointed by that game like it had the quirk but it wasn't right it was just kind of janky as a game it was it seemed like a failed want to be earthbound i think it's the other game that i've come close it's like not the same but like I think I like Stardew. Stardew Valley might be the closest thing that I've come to chasing that like dragon for like wanting to love characters and like an environment so much. Interesting choice. Uh, uh number two. So your number three was Earthbound? Of course. Crazy. Okay. Uh number two, Final Fantasy three, which is Final Fantasy six in the US. Right? I never heard of this game. Can you explain it to me? Um, it is the Final Fantasy game um, that came out after Final Fantasy 2, which was Final Fantasy 4 in the US? Uh, I think I've got I it. I want to say it's the game that came out after Final Fantasy 5? Yeah, it came game. out of Final Fantasy Oh, yeah. But I like Final Fantasy 3 the best because as you went and heard my rant earlier, whole half of the game, you're just going through it, and then the bad guy just goes and fucks up everything, and then you're into a whole other half of the game, and the game is just so bizarro, Superman, like fucking... Story doesn't make sense at times, and I just fell for every one of the characters. Like, it's just... Celeste, good... best girl? Hmm? Celeste, best girl? Celeste, best girl. I'm staring at my uh, Mag Magitech Terra and my Celeste Perler as we speak, as we're doing this podcast. Um, you didn't make me a Celeste Perler, you bastard? I'll send it to you in the mail. Taking it oh, off the yeah. wall. It's being shipped right now. Um... <laughs> But yeah, it's just probably, I remember it was the game that um, I remember wanting, like outside of Earthbound, I can't remember another game I wanted so bad, just because Final Fantasy 2 was my jam, and then I saw the graphics for this one, and I heard how long the game was, I was like, that's incredible as a 7th grader. Um, just to have that cool... Hour. 
It had that cool right? like um like bar when you knew everyone was gonna go and like the magic looked so cool. Like I just remember the first time seeing like Fire Two, I was like, that's so awesome. Game itself, like it was the cool game. I, I felt like it was the cool game to play. Hell yeah. Quirks with that game being the uh, a really high number of characters that can join your party. I want to say half yes. of them are all the uh, optional or uh, hidden characters. You can get a Mog in your team. That's pretty badass. He dances. Uh, you can not save people. <laughs> I think there's three characters you can just straight up not save. 100%. Just gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the uh, magic skill system where you would equip something, you'd equip an Esper and it'd have uh, abilities attached to them. And then if you leveled up your character along with the Esper, you would save, your character would gain that ability permanently. That was a cool thing to have. I thought that was probably one of the coolest things. And like, I felt like all the characters felt different. Like, you had. Um... Saban had the blitzes and you had to memorize them and do like almost some Street Fighter moves. His like his brother was an engineer, so like you could get chainsaws and like fucking crossbows. Oh, you just and... use that crossbow attack to hit everybody. On, on oh, it's team. so good. <laughs> um Yeah, the caveman who would throw random people. Yumaro, the the um the Yeti that was the optional yeah. character who would like you couldn't control him whatsoever. He had a bone club, but like randomly one of his moves was just to like throw your party members into people. I want to say the Game Boy Advance version added something, but I can't remember what it was. Maybe Cinemasis? an extra dungeon or an Esper or something. Uh, and then you must mean the best cinematic ever, the opera scene. Dude, whatever with that fucking opera scene. <laughs> it's nothing. Uh, the opera that makes no sense whatsoever. But oh I mean, it was my best girl so far away. <laughs> yeah, that, that was one of those things that people bring up. See like, years your later, smile. Like, we, we played the same game. So lost without you. Yeah, I memorized it. What? Fight me. I, I I'm 6'10. I know I could probably, if I heard it right now, I could probably go off cue and do 75% of it. And I haven't heard it in like over a decade. That's how much I like just. Liked Final Fantasy, not in particular the opera scene, but you had to memorize it. And it was you a cool play scene. That, uh, that patch version I sent you? No, I have to. It's on my list of stuff with finishing uh, The Last of Us. Yeah, patches going back to uh, Earthbound. You want to get the Maternal Bound Redux patch. That that makes the game a lot cleaner. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of small uh, fixes. Things like uh, you don't have to go through the menu when you want to like check something or talk to people. It just tap the A button, like hitting the L button would work. You mean, uh, yeah, that's so good. Uh, all the character enemy sprites are now that enemy, so they're not. You don't have the generic sprites for groups. Oh, anymore. neat! Every, yeah, uh, a lot of like fixes to stats, items, things like that. It's a fantastic add-on, and plus you can add on uh, if you wanted to. MS, uh, is it? I always forget the abbreviation, like M1SU, whatever it is. The playlist, pretty much, you can add in MP3 music. So you, it, it makes the music higher quality if you wanted that. Is the rock candy cheat still there? Uh, yeah, it doesn't change any of that, I don't believe. Hell like, yeah. Use rock candy for days. Use the instead of the rock candy. And rock candy is like basically the Pokemon egg of the rare candy of... Uh... Well, no, it's not the rare candy. Just a stat booster, right? Yeah, it didn't give you a level. That was the wrong analogy. No, rare candy levels up your Pokemon. Yeah, rock candy you. doesn't though. 
Rock Candy just gave you a better stat good. boost. Oh, that was just a stat. Yeah, it was like a random stat, so like you could get your um, special attack like out, like astron like astronomically high. Funny thing about Pokemon and Earthbound is a lot of crossover in the uh, creative department there. Yeah, so when shocking nobody. Um, <laughs> when Ian, it gives you um, better stat. Oh, okay, that's better then. Except adding anything to a statistic um, of 255 will reset it down to zero. It's like, oh. and you can't get it back. So, like, you need to pay attention to it because, like, the game had this hard stat. So if you wanted to um, just, like, go up all your stats, just, like, keep it at 254 because at 255 it just goes down to zero. <laughs> That's FF, man. That's the final hexadecimal. Um, there's a cool thing, though. It has an odd note that if you, um, you can have HP or um, PP stats to increase past 999. You can do a magic truffles also. <laughs> Fun fact about Earthbounds. I like how we went uh, reverse, went back to Earthbounds, supposed to go to our number one. <laughs> oh, yeah, we went back to Earthbound somehow, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, I just want to mention the patch. Uh, my oh, my bad. Two. My number two is Yoshi's Island, which is my favorite Mario game. It's that's a cheat. The baby one? Yep, that's the baby one. <laughs> It is a very vibrant, colorful, cheerful, happy, fun platformer with a great level design. You play as Yoshi. Uh, the gimmick yep. of this game is if uh, you have uh, Baby Mario on your back and if you get hit, you have a countdown timer, which is defaults at 10. And if it counts down to zero, Mario will get kidnapped and you get a, a death. Uh, it... Will reset to ten. Uh, it'll climb back up to ten if you get them before, like under. So if you get them at five, it will climb back up to ten. But you can also get items that will increase it above ten. So yeah, um, like the gimmick of the stages is you want to get uh, all the hidden coins. You want to get uh, thirty Mario count. I guess I'll call it, which is uh, you got to get these stars that increase it. To, you can it maxes out at 30 so you want to get to 30 then never get hit again and then beat the level and there's a so it's the flowers it's the 30 and there's a in the coins so you can 100% of the levels like say Donkey Kong country would and uh, level design is fantastic really really fun bosses uh, Yoshi is uh, plays very well he has his little flutter jump he throws eggs as his attack so you need an enemy create uh, create an into an egg, toss the egg. Uh, great game. All of the sequels have been pretty much ass. The latest one yes. on the Switch is not terrible. Yeah, Yoshi's Island is fantastic. I'm trying to think. I get them all jumbled up because they've been kind of ass. Like Yoshi's Story is one of the worst games I've ever played in my life. But, the N64 uh, one was pretty. Yeah, that was bad. A nightmare. The, I want to say the one on the Wii U was decent. Soundtrack and, for the N64 one was good. Yeah, it's a very fun fun soundtrack. If that, they all have soundtrack, fun soundtracks. Soundtrack yeah. for the Super Nintendo game is phenomenal. It's one of my favorite yes. game soundtracks. But they, I guess the only positive thing I'd say about Yoshi's Story is that it has a really good soundtrack. Uh -huh. Yoshi's Island is so good. I can see why it's your number two. Yoshi's Woolly World, I want to say, was another good one. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agreed. That was the Wii U one. Yeah. I think the Switch one was kind of bland. The one on the 3DS is... They made a Yoshi's Story 2 on the DS. That game is not very good. And then Yoshi's... 
a, a 3D Island or something like that. They have one on the on the 3DS that wasn't very good either. It's it was shipped off to like the Nintendo C team. I heard they're offensively easy, like they did to Kirby. Like I heard they made them for games for people who are just like, we think you can only handle like basic jumps and nothing else. And I heard that was the same thing about Kirby. It was just like, okay, by the second stage, it wasn't like Kirby Superstar where um, the game got like progressively harder or gave you like a chance to be a gamer. It was just like, we just assume you're nine at this point. I'm like, even my four-year-old can play games. Come on, guys. This isn't like be that hard to make a media like you've got the formula at this point my problem with the ds one well my uh, going to sleep hope it doesn't do anything to you uh okay i'm back <laughs> nice. the ds one in my opinion was that it, it was very convoluted because it uses both screens so you have this really high mm-hmm. you know a very long vertical screen and it's hard to keep track of what you're doing and you jump between the two when you gotta like aim your egg shot to the top of like the second screen and it's really hard to get that aim because it's so high up and things like that it's just kind of a very messy game nowhere near as good as the original agreed yeah maybe that one's where yeah there's pretty much easy my first platform it's, it's like the guys who made that um uh chibi robo ziplash and the pikmin 3ds game like the i can't remember the name of the company like ace something or another has it been pikmin 2 was the last pikmin game correct Incorrect. Pikmin 3 okay. was a Wii U game. They re-released it on the uh, Switch as okay. Pikmin 3 Deluxe, which is an excellent game if you've not played it. I have not. That's why I was wondering if there was one I should go look for, because I want to get into the Pikmin series, but I never have. Oh, I love the Pikmin series. <laughs> they look great. They look so fun. Oh, they're great. Uh, have you played that game Overlord? Yes. It's Under- like Overlord. Underrated. Oh, yeah, 100%. It, it's like a, uh, that's like a grim version of I don't know. Now I think about it, Pikmin's kind of grim too. Yeah, they're both pretty grim and and like perspective for what they do. Pikmin is definitely cutesy grim, whereas yes. Overlord is a lot more. <laughs> it's just grim and stuff. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. That's just no hiding that one. That one's just kind of grim with some humor. Okay. <laughs> All right, does that does that get us to our number one? I think our number one's the same. Some would say Rocco's Modern Life. Hell yeah. Oh, Fuck I put yeah. this idiot. Oh, cool. We're out. Cool. Good night, guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> In my opinion, still the best game ever made. Zelda? Uh, Link to the Past? Is Legend of Zelda Link to the Past? Hell yeah! Link to the Past, baby! Number one game. It has to be. Was it, was it really unquestioned? So, Link to the Past was eh, pretty much my view on all of super nintendo's games were that there were massive improvements of the nes counterparts where like Mm -hmm. maybe not punch out i think punch out on the NES might be better than super punch out but like pretty close yeah yeah. mario it's it's really in the mario world you had uh metroid go to super metroid uh what else was there fire emblem yeah when that went over like they all just came massive improvements of their previous forms uh mother the mother Cas- two, castlevania like castlevania we got better like castlevania one you could I'm say castlevania bloodlines i'm still on the train that castlevania 4 is crazy overrated <laughs> oh it is but there's also a 16-bit castlevania that's bloodlines you don't have to use the super castlevania there was good 16-bit ones yeah, bloodlines is a solid game and then if you want to ca- i think you might say 8-bit 
three is better than four. Oh, three is a phenomenal game, but I'm thinking of uh, Rondo Blood, which yes. I guess is technically an 8-bit game, right? Because that was a mm-hmm. Graphics game. Unless Graphics CD somehow became 16-bit. I don't think it did. But uh, like that game's phenomenal, not the crappy Super Nintendo port of that game, which is not great, Dracula X. Uh, but, you know, like all of Nintendo's games, when they brought them yes. over, they were just mass improvements, but Link the Past was above and beyond anything that Zelda was, the original Zelda. Yep. Where it got its shit nailed down, it wasn't as cryptic, it didn't make it, like, hand-holdy, like every fucking sequel Zelda game was. <laughs> it no. didn't hold your hand through everything, but it gave you, like, a clear idea of what you do, a very clear map, the lands made sense, like Hyrule in the first game was just a big, vast brown land with occasionally had some trees and maybe a pond or two this had villages it had a whole like desert areas it had its temple zones like ancient areas the forest was very distinct not just up down left right but a whole thing and then it is the whole turn where you go to the dark world and it's the same map but it inverses changes it up changes the landscape you go between the two uh, boss fights are great. The dungeons were probably the best designed dungeons in any game I've ever seen. All the tools made sense. Yep. Uh, that was like know. probably the first game I remember. Like my next door neighbor had it, and because we all were like Nintendo kids, and he was the f- like I think he was one of the first people to get like the Super Nintendo. Like we'd all played games, PC, like seen Civ and stuff. But like I think that was the first game that all of us were just like, "What the fuck is happening right now?" Like when the lightning's going off, you're like. Games could do that. Games could show lightning and rain. Oh, and, the rain like, effect? Yeah, that was crazy. Right? And the water. It was just, I remember all of us just like, no one cared that like he was, it was his game. Like, I remember like everyone was just like, oh, let me play this game. We were just like, we didn't care. We just wanted to watch and see where it went. It was just that first game where everyone just shut up what, what they were doing just so they could see more Zelda. And you get into that like hallway and it's just like, and you get out of the rain. You could still hear the rain in the background, like hitting the back. I'm just like, what is happening? This is so. That was like oh the Wizard my of Oz God, moment, my brain! Like, yeah, which is the color? You're like, ah, oh, it, shit! It's fucking raining out. They can do it. It was like the first game I remember for the Super Nintendo. Out like Super Mario World was fun, and like Pilot Wings was like a demo. But then like Zelda was awesome. It was just like, okay, I get Zelda. With, I get like Mario with my Super Nintendo, which is awesome. And then um, like then you had Pilot Wings and F Zero. You had a few cool games that came out, but like. Zelda was the game. They made sure that like you needed to play Zelda, and still need to play Zelda. I love that game. Few imitated, uh, many imitated, none have succeeded. No, still master of its class. Uh huh. You're like the one Neptunia fan, or not Neptunia? What's the fucking what's the Graphics one called? Legend of Oasis. Uh, yeah, Legend of Oasis. That was a Saturn one. There was a Sega one too. <laughs> The Genesis one was... Was that Legend of Oasis? Yeah, it was a... Uh, Beyond Oasis. Beyond Oasis, yeah. Yeah, Legend was on the Saturn. The Se- the Sega Genesis kiosk in the Braintree Mall had it as a kid. <laughs> I mean, that was a solid game, but if I want to say Sega Genesis version of Zelda, I'd definitely say Crusader Senti. Yeah. Master System had its uh, Golden Axe Warrior. <laughs> that TurboGrafx... Nit- no, no podia what the hell it was called there's two of those uh fucking even nintendo tried to clone it with uh i wouldn't say clones a fair word but they had a, a terrible fucking star tropics game yeah zelda man 
Ocarina of Time is just a fucking 3D rehash of uh, Ocarina of Time. They've been chasing that. I mean, a Link to the Past. They've been chasing that Link to the Past ever since. Uh, ever since up until Breath of the Wild. And they still never surpassed it. Link to the Past is fine. It's just not... Uh, not not Link to the Past. Sorry, Ocarina of Time is fine. It's just not good. It's like it's not the best Zelda. It's fun. It's good. It's like probably the best game that came out for the N64. You got Smash Brothers and stuff like that. But I just don't see how people are just like, oh man, it's the game beyond game. And if it's like your game and you're listening to this, tell me why. Tell me why it's the all-time no, I like, best Zelda I like game. I want the worst version of Link to the Past with shitty combat. <laughs> That's what I want. I want bad aiming. <laughs> oh my god. I just want... I want convoluted jumps. <laughs> badly rendered bosses that I can't tell where the weak spots are. I mean, that part is on your own because they glow red. <laughs> well, no, you know, like, not... You, it's still bad, though, certain okay, places. Aiming is awful when you have to, like, whip out a first-person arrow or shot or whatever. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, it's glowing, but good luck getting a good camera angle if it all of a sudden zooms down to your butthole and it's just like, oh, cool, yeah, I meant to look there. I'm not gonna bash the 3D S version of Valkyrie Time. That's a that's, that's a, a better version. Yeah, but it's, it's not linked to the best. It's no Skyward Sword. It's one of those like you have games where you have like the the rose tinted glasses. You think it was a great game, and you play it again 20 years later, and you want to convince yourself it's still good. You're like, no, no, yep. this game's great. It's actually, I mean, Lagoon. Is a perfect example of that. Yeah, that yeah. game is not good, and I have no. vivid memories of that game being great, and it is not no, that. It's not Link the past. No, it's not good at all. Link to the Past is 100% a league of its own. It's it is stands up like you can release that game today, and it would still be amazing. I had a few games on my list, like Mario Paint was on my almost list because I thought that was fun. Mario Paint uh, has some great modes in it, yeah. Plus Earthworm Jim. Uh, that's I just have to be a PC game. Zombies ate my neighbors. Do, 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 Lagoon was on the list that I was just like, if someone, <laughs> if all of a sudden I got this ten games or like another fifteen, where like some of the games that you had on your list, and all of a sudden it was just like, yo, dog, I found this copy of Lagoon all the way in the back of the closet. Like, all right, I'm down. <laughs> still still own a brand new sealed copy of that game. I'm pretty sure it's worth five bucks. <laughs> Look, I'm down for this really weird storyline where none of the none of the buildings open, and you can talk to like each one of the NPCs once, and they repeat what they say. Yeah, we're all right. Got that wood doll face, which is a big old flesh-colored circle with the two black lines as the eyes. If we're gonna play any game like that, it's gonna be Mystic Quest. Mystic Quest had a great storyline. Uh. <laughs> Two things that the or one thing that those two games have in common is they both have phenomenal soundtracks. <laughs> what you don't like the in a, like every twenty minutes you got a new character in Mystic Quest and you're just like I fell down this hole that looks the same as the other four dungeons and I'm just gonna leave you here with the weapon that I was using a few seconds ago. <laughs> hey man, that axe is badass. The fun thing about Mystic Quest is that they, uh, they would actually show like the damage on the enemies, so you'd get mm-hmm. them down like almost dead and then like to be like decrepit and like flesh hanging off them and like, the arms broken and shit oh my god like that uh yeah like that bone um dragon that you face and all of a sudden it was just like shattered and like decrepit <laughs> i like mystic quest i'm not gonna talk shit on it it's just the most basic ass game in the world no it's on my almost list yeah i don't know i'm almost like i got a bunch of games 
I don't know if I can pull it off the top of my head. I mean, uh, Act Razor is a solid game. Super Ghouls and Ghosts, solid. Gradius almost 3. List, almost list. Uh, what else you got? Fucking Lufia 2. Miss, Star uh, Ocean. I almost just, for, for fun, Miss Mickey Mouse's magical, um, the one where he's the magician. He's the magician, huh? Uh, hold on. Uh, Mickey's Magical Quest. Yeah, the, the Disney's Magical one, Quest. Yeah, I think that that's the same series. But three was a Japanese only release for some reason. But that was a great game too. All the Disney ones by Capcom were. Yeah, all the Capcom ones were great. Uh, Alien Three has its moments. Um, mm -hmm. Was it the Genesis version or Super Nintendo version of Batman Returns that was the cool Sats World beat him up? Super Nintendo. Yeah. We like hucked him against the wall in the background and shit. Oh, that's a solid game. True Lies was fun because it was just like blood and grenades. I have a weird, uh, fond memory of the. What was that Stellan movie? Uh, Demolition Man. Demolition Man or Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger, they had a Super Nintendo version too. I never played that one. But, uh, that was I, funny. They had a really, uh, pretty solid up, uh, overview mode in Demolition Man that was fun to play. Uh, there's that Fireman game that was solid. Uh, shit Shadowrun. I'd say Shadowrun just because it's like the closest thing to Shadowrun out of the books and um, like paper Genesis RPG one. you'll ever get one. It's more action based. It is very action based. Shadowrun the RPG is really good though. Uh, fucking man, this is a shit ton of games. Like um, Marvelous is a great game. That's That was the game directed by the guy who took over Zelda after Miyamoto. When you're like the three uh, kids, uh, Kirby, yeah, Romance of the Three Kingdoms, three. three. Uh, I actually owned that game, and it confused the fuck out of me when I was a child. Me too. That was fun. It's too much words in that game for me. Uh, I don't know. That this is so many Super Nintendo was such a great. There's so many Super Nintendo, but I think, <laughs> I think this collect. I think our lists are pretty solid for anyone out there listening they're just like I want to get into some Super Nintendo shit play Zelda everything we said uh, can't go wrong nope I don't think Ogre so Ogre Battle mm -hmm. Ogre Battle it's all game Har tactics Ogre. Harvest Moon Harvest, Harvest Moon was a late game that was like 98 when that game came out crazy love Harvest Moon you know what was the final licensed Super Nintendo game um in the US anyway I want to say it was a Madden wasn't it nope no it was Frogger. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's a fun little tidbit for you. Uh, There's a bunch of the SD Gundam games. Those are all great. Uh, fucking so many. Um, we missed anything. Tell us, because I'm always looking for good Super Nintendo games to play. Uh, Valus was solid. Oh, Skyblazer. That was a fun one. Yep. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Um, Run Saber. I didn't put that on my list. That should have made my list. I love Run Saber. That's Run like, Saber was good. Super Nintendo yeah. version of a, like a Strider game. One Saber was fantastic. Yeah. Hinstar, if you like... Hinstar uh, is a great game, yeah. If you like using the Super Scope, Tinstar was the bomb. I, I, didn't, I didn't even use the Super Scope with that Didn't game. need to. Um, you can still play it now. It's still fantastic. Yeah, that's how I played it. Uh, the Super Nintendo versions of Teenage Mutant Turtles is great. Um, Knights of the Round is a great port. Knights of the Round was on my almost list because it was like, it's just so much fun in general. The, yeah. Action RPG. 
ish because you level it's like that you don't have to like you don't get your skill points but your characters get stronger as you're playing through it's like a capcom beat em up but like instead of just making it to the end of the game your characters start getting like sweet ass armor and shit it's awesome yeah yeah that was, that was always great when you were playing as um the axe percival. dude and percival and he gets like the cool like gold yeah like, he goes bald and he gets his like fucking giant gold ass arm plate <laughs> lancelot gets like two big ass golden like sabers yeah that game is great. I want to play that. Maybe we could do that as a um, Achievo. Yeah, Achievo. They had pretty hard ones, but I'd still be willing to play through it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, Sparkster had a pretty good Super Nintendo version that was different from the Genesis version. Uh, there's a lot of those. I want to switch between the systems. Like the was it famous Demon Aladdin. Slayer? Demon Slayer, I think, one. was like that Demon's was like Lair? the. Are you talking about Demon's Crest? Demon's Crest, yes. The Capcom game where you play as the uh, bad dude from Ghosts and Goblins? Yes, it's very fun. Yeah, Demon's Crest is a great game. There's a sequel on the Game Boy. Now we're just Maybe like the good, good... The Ninja Gaiden collection, because you can find all three of them there. Don't try to find a physical copy. That's, that's the only benefit of that, because those ports are kind of shit. Um, what else? I mean, there's so many Super Nintendo games. I can go on for hours. Like, Fita is another great one. That's a tactics game. Uh, fucking X Men Mutant Apocalypse. Great game. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. I already said that, man. Oh, my bad. Keep, keep with the times, bro. Keep with the times. Got a little nin- high before this. Ninja Warriors was that that one? They the one that re-released on the Switch for some reason, like last year. <laughs> Hyperstone uh, Heist. That was a Genesis game. That was the Genesis Turtles. I'm just looking at Ninja Gaiden Trilogy beat em up games, and it's giving me like lists of Cadillacs and dinosaurs. That's actually that's a, a great game. game. It's a really fun game, actually. I don't want to diss it because it's really fun. Suns- Sunset Riders had a good Super Nintendo version. Sunset Riders, um, NBA Jam Tournament Edition. Hell yeah. Uh, Techno Super Bowl 3. I- I've been playing through a bunch of fan translated games lately, like a magical pop in. Uh, Tooth McFang, or that one's called, or Spike McFang. Actually, that that game came on the U.S. I'm pretty sure. That's a solid game. Uh, Spanky's Quest. If you ever played that game, yep. <laughs> Where the monkey who bounces like balls off his head. To... Hockey and Rocky. Hockey and Rocky's great. That's another game they released recently. It was on the D, uh, the Game Boy Advance also. That was a really good re-release of it. It was just basically the Super Nintendo game, but at that point, you're like, whoa, I can play this anywhere I go. <laughs> Bucky Rocky being a, uh, a vertical ship shooter, only you don't play as a ship. You play as a uh, temple girl in her raccoon compartment, uh, compadre. Yep. Or Tanuki, I guess, if you're playing the Japanese version. Tanuki. Remember that? Had a had a, that weird spiritual successor on the PS1? Like, Heavenly... Is that PS1 or PS2? Bucky Rocky and Becky? Wait, no, no, that was for the Game Boy Advance. That was good, too. It was a uh, it, it was Pocky and Rocky, but it was different characters, and it was on the PS2. I'm pretty sure it was called like Heavenly Guardian or something like that. Same same gameplay. It's uh, too many video games. Too many. We could play them forever. We could play <laughs> Super Nintendo forever, dude. I mean, I'd be hard pressed if you said you could only have one system for the rest of your life. I'd be like Saturn, Super Nintendo, or PS2 would be my like my three up in the airs. Um. PlayStation 1. That's hard. 
Super Nintendo Xbox 360. Wasn't well, a big 360 guy. I liked 360 because I, I think I could go back and play enough stuff on it, and that there was enough re-releases, and it did have a like a decent amount of action games. And if I really wanted to play JRPGs, I could depend on my PlayStation. If we had to choose like three. Funny thing is, the uh, the 360 had better JRPGs than the PS3 did. Yeah, it did. Because of Microsoft, you had uh, was Blue Dragon. You had yeah, uh, Lost Odyssey. Lost Odyssey, which is so good. The American release of Tales of Vesperia, which is like the best Tales game. Yeah. That was a, that was out in Japan on uh, the PS3, but not in the US. If I uh, ever, I should play through Lost Odyssey. That might be a good one to go to. It takes forever. It's a Mistbucker game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like four discs or something like that. My old roommate went on like a hell tour where he just like didn't play anything else until he 100 percent it. He's like, I started in college. He's like, I started a new file, and I'm just gonna 100 percent it. And it took him like two straight weeks. And then like at the end of it, he's like, I'm finally done. He put the instruction man like he had like the big ass like 400 page um, strategy guide, so he couldn't miss anything. He's like, it's over. <laughs> Every day after work for like two straight weeks. Had, and uh, all American, weekends. American release of both Trusty Bell and Star Ocean 4, but those both got ported to the PS3 later. Damn. I had uh, Infinite Undiscovery, <laughs> if you remember that game. Yep. Uh, I think it might be it for JRPGs on that system. And then there's that shitty one, Enchanted Arms, which also got a PS3 release. Oh my god, yeah, it did, didn't it? Yeah, that game sucked ass. Uh, all right. Do you want to yeah, talk about like, the... news or anything for the week? I don't know, man. We just had two hours on this one. On just did the we list. really? Jeez, yeah, I'm just rambling this... half the time. We stayed on task for the most of it. I say we do uh, another episode to make up for it. Maybe tomorrow, and we'll have two of them posted. We were um, on parody with uh, Next Lander, but we broke it. Yeah, I think they released episode four, so we're on episode three. So we're at least a week behind. So we can do one more. I think I got some time this weekend or coming up. So save the news until the next podcast, are you saying? Yeah, we'll save it till tomorrow because the only thing I have right now is the mess that is Nintendo. So we might as well. We could talk more. They announced the Switch Pro. The Switch Pro, guys. We'll talk more about that next time. (laughs) On the next episode, we're just going to dive into the fucking Switch Pro. I can't believe they got the DLSS 4K in there. That's crazy. Uh, Oh, my God. And the 18 fucking USB ports. (laughs) <laughs> till next time alright let me find the channel where uh... alright well thank you for joining us in our weird long rants uh, rest in peace near you will be missed yes thank Legend you is, for everything uh, no that you did us. and uh, we'll catch you maybe in a few days we don't know we haven't nailed down an actual day yet so consistency is kind of up in the air as it is because I can record it any day really we're, just, we're hoping for the weekly. We are doing. We aiming for weekly. The whole moving cross state lines, not having internet, and the Fourth of July kind of fucked up the consistency part of it. Maybe we should have looked at a calendar before. I don't know. I last go for consistency. Pretty much. The last thing I did was I. Uh, we did the podcast. Yep. The next day we started packing all of our big stuff, and uh, we we're watching that movie Wish Dragon on Netflix. We paused it. I think we had lunch, and when we went back to the TV to finish our movie, it was uh, they cut off our ca- cable, and we were scheduled to be shut off like oh, four no. days later. They just decided to shut it off early, so 
we had no internet for days, and then I moved, so I didn't have it when I first got here. And my then next now I have house again. has it. My next house, house has it set up already, so... Oh, you, did you get a place? No, we're moving probably back to the place we were before. Yeah, Fun times. Nah, not too bad at all. We might get a house. Yeah. Fun times in moving land. I also did a unboxing of these two boxes of Japanese uh, purchases I've made over the COVID time that were held Ooh. up in shipping, so... I went through those. I have to uh, redub it because my microphone was. Uh, what would you say? The noise gate is a little too good on this microphone. <laughs> so I backed off a little too far and a lot of it's muffled. So I got to redub it. But I'll probably have that up in a day or two. I want to try to stream some Dead Cells. I beat Cell 2 for the first time in two years. So I feel comfortable where I can show uh, the game. So I want to try to do that this week when Katie's not on meetings and I can use my loud voice in my office. So were you doing that on Twitch? Uh, yeah, I'm going to do it on our Twitch channel. Okay, roger that. I'll keep everyone updated on the Discord, and I think we have a Twitter. Yeah, we have a Twitter. And yeah, that should be... I totally use. We should be doing that early next week for anyone who wants to watch some Dead Cells. Um, or if you have any other games you want to see me play, I'll do anything for free. So, fun times. <laughs> Dislike us, please! Dislike us, please! Tell me what game you want me to play. I'll even, even if it's anime... I might even be able to convince to play Ocarina of Time. Just hit the subscribe button. Just fucking hit it. Hit the bell. Come on. You want me to play Black Desert Online? I'll do it. I'll wear no clothes. <laughs> I'll wear clothes. You don't want to see that. Who's into Death Road Canada? About your, uh, your beautiful anime character you have in Black Desert Online. <laughs> oh, gosh. Gotcha. shiny skin they have. <laughs> play some Dying Light. Who wants to watch me play Red Dead Online? Anything. I'll stream. <laughs> All right, guys, Nintendo. thanks for coming. I'll, I'll do Nintendo, I swear. I'll do Nintendo. I'll set up the Switch if you need me to. Okay. All right, guys. See you next time. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for uh, sticking with us. Have a good night. Bye.